Let us pray. God who keeps promises, God of love and mercy, may our words be your reflections. May may they be acceptable to you, and may we feel your love and your everlasting presence amongst us. All this we ask in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Although included since 2009 in the 2018 General Convention, the governing body of the Episcopal Church, Thurgood Marshall, Polly Murray, and Florence Lee Tim Oy were made permanent saints of the church. And today here at Trinity and in this diocese, we observe the feast of the Reverend Dr. Polly Murray. But first, what are saints in the Episcopal Church? How do they get added to our calendar? You may be familiar with the Roman Catholic Church that has a defined process with committees and investigators, plus the blessing of the Pope to move from venerable to saintly. Plus, you need to have accomplished some verified miracles post-mortal death. It's rooted in the idea that saints are people who have ascended directly to heaven and are able to effectively lobby the Godhead to accomplish a miracle here on earth. In the Episcopal Church, these are some of the guidelines for naming new persons to our calendar of saints. One, historicity. historicity, historicity. Is that how you, right? I'm trying to get it. The third time was better, right? Christianity is a radically historical religion. So in almost every instance, it is not about theological realities or spiritual movements, but exemplary witness to the gospel of Christ in lives actually lived that is commemorated in our calendar. Christian discipleship, the death of the saints, precious in God's sight, is the ultimate witness to the power of the resurrection. What is being commemorated, therefore, is the completion in death of a particular Christian's living out of the promises of baptism. Baptism is, therefore, a necessary prerequisite for the inclusion for inclusion in the calendar. Third, significance. Those commemorated should have been in their lifetime extraordinary, even heroic servants of God and God's people for the sake and after the example of Jesus Christ. In this way, they have testified to the Lordship of Christ over all of history and continue to inspire us as we carry forward God's mission into this world. Number four, memorability. The calendar should include those who through their devotion to Christ and their joyful and loving participation in the community of the faithful deserve to be remembered by the Episcopal Church today. However, however, in order to celebrate the whole history of salvation, it is important also to include those whose memory may have faded in the shifting fashions of public concern, but whose witness is deemed important to the life and the mission of the church. Number five, range of inclusion. Particular attention should be paid to Episcopalians and other members of the Anglican Communion, 
Attention should also be paid to gender and race, to the inclusion of lay people, and to ecumenical representation. In this way, the calendar will reflect the reality of our time, that instant communication and extensive travel are leading to an ever deeper international and ecumenical consciousness among Christian people. Six, local observance. Similarly, it should normatively be the case that significant commemoration of a particular person already exists at the local and regional levels before that person is included in the calendar of the Episcopal Church as a whole. And seven, perspective. It should normatively be the case that a person be included in the calendar only after two generations or 50 years have, uh, have passed since the person's death, which our convention also voted to bypass for Thurgood Marshall, Polly Murray, and Florence Lee Tim Oy. And that is how we're able to celebrate today. In your leaflet, you will notice that we have included a short biography of Polly, where you will also find a link to a, a, a continuation of today's sermon with another sermon by Bishop Phoebe from the Diocese of Western Tennessee. Polly Murray was a lawyer, activist, queer scholar, and priest. Polly was first in their class at Howard University Law School and the only woman. First African-American to earn a doctorate of the science of law from Yale Law School and the first African-American woman to be ordained as an Episcopal priest in 1977. The Reverend Dr. Polly Murray became aware of her queer sexuality at a very early age. Many articles and research confirm this and also that Dr. Polly was arrested over 10 years before Rosa Parks for refusing to give up her seat on a bus. Now, I don't know about you, but I first learned about Polly Murray through the Episcopal Church. All of these resources available in public, yet unknown or kept out of our history. Stories that are left out that should be able to teach us. Similar to parables, the metaphors used to teach the disciples. Today's gospel lesson challenges us to ask ourselves, who are we leading for? Remember that this, this part of the story, this part of, this, in the, this part of the gospel, is where Jesus has reached Jerusalem. In this parable, Jesus is directly attacking the religious leaders, identifying Jesus as the beloved son to help us understand. The church, the people, have a prophetic mission because of God. What have we been entrusted with? Are we reaching for ownership rather than exercising stewardship? Are we exercising authority for God or ourselves? Reverend Dr. Polly Murray has left us an example. Polly, as a descendant of slaves and slaveholders, people who were members of the Episcopal Diocese of North Carolina, is a symbol for the importance of bringing different worlds together, even in midst of great pain. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry has said of Polly.
So as we celebrate Pride and Immigrant Heritage Month, we remember Polly's fight for whole human rights. We remember her words said in 1945, long before she became a priest. When my brothers try to draw a circle to exclude me, I shall draw a larger circle to include them. May we follow Polly's example. Let Paul's reminder in his letter to the Galatians that our baptism incorporates us into Christ. May we seek, welcome, and include all. Amen.